Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities. We've adopted disguises, changed our voices so that, uh, well, so that we can bring you um, our Our candid views. Candid. Our candid views, the kind of things that we might not be able to say if our bosses knew about this. No. And so, you know, we can't let them know who we are. So please humor us, and besides, we think it's kind of fun. Anyway, every week we get together to talk stocks, and uh, for uh, a source of ideas, we use that week's Value Line Investment Survey. Well, we've been reading it for years, so we just That's continue to product. read it. I mean, it really, if you just need a, if you're looking for ideas, um, this week we're looking at the issue dated January 25th, 2008. We want to remind you that uh, we do this for entertainment purposes only. And uh, we may own all the stocks we're talking about. And you may not be entertained. Other, Keep other that in mind of at interest. all times. <laughs> uh, there's a good chance of that happening. There's also a good chance that we have conflicts of interest involved here. Um, and we may know nothing about what we're talking about. Kind of That's really on true what for me this week. Value line sorry is, to say. Right? Uh, this week is actually an interesting week. There's uh, machinery and something called diversified company industry, whatever that means. Um, steel, water utilities, I looked closely at those because they've come off their highs. But uh, what, What's not off its highs? Still really, very expensive, honestly. right. No, that's a good well, The waters are – I look at those every time. And, and there's e-commerce uh, besides securities brokers, which, of course, you can't do anything with right now. Anyway, to learn more about us, please visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com. Uh, and if I'm slurring my words a little bit, it's probably because I'm having a refreshment. Well, it's beverage time. It's very late, too. Sorry. It is late for us. Uh, But nevertheless, on the day we're committed to doing the show and haven't missed for... Oh, since last week. No, come on. Were we on? Yeah, we were on last week. On time, too. Sometimes I don't know. The second half of the show, I'm going to be back with some high-quality industrial ideas, including a uh, buyout idea. But this week... names aren't... We start with... I'm going to hand it over to... Yeah. Our elder... No... Eldest Elder, statesman. Give me a break. Our eldest statesman. Oh, my God. Val this Hughes. is getting completely out Val of hand. Hughes. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for listening in. <laughs> uh, we're sh- late with the show this week for a lot of logistical reasons that I don't really want to get into it could, right now. It could show up in the entertainment yeah, quotient. But, Warning. Um, anyway, I you know I went through the, the issue this week very carefully because uh, it's no better time to find value been a time when everything's been going down at some hectic pace. And in fact, what a day, ladies and gentlemen. I just I, I just had a, a client in my office today. It looks like a bad hair that, day for uh, you. Oh my God. I mean the it was the uh the wife of a doctor and uh you know uh small cap value you know had a rough year in oh seven, let's face it, was down. The Russell two thousand value was down twenty percent or no, it wasn't. What am I talking about? I was down. I wish it was. It was down nine percent. Now we were flattish, and that's pretty good. But this lady, she thought that flat minus her fee that we were, you know, taking her money, and uh, we did take it. But um, so it was a rough day. Not used to talking to ladies like that. So, nevertheless, Sounds we're like on with the show. Problem. I'm late, and um, we. Uh, I went through the whole issue, by the way, on the train. And I came up with a bunch of cheap stocks, which, you know, the market's just been whipping around, and it's been obviously predicting a recession for some time. It remains to be seen if we're going to get one. Um, I think the market's, you know, a pretty good predictor of these things. And um, well, the there's market, probably a 50-50 chance on it right now. Yeah, absolutely. 
But if it's not happening, these stocks already have recession in them. So if even if there's a slight probability that we don't have a recession, they're attractively priced. The first one I come to is Crane. No, really. It, do, do, what? Do earnings are going to be down 20% or 30%. Well, that, that's, would, that would be a recession. That's economy. yeah, I think so. Or some companies that are levered. I mean, earnings can people can okay. lose money for a year. Okay. If you do the present value of cash flows, my friend, with low interest rates. Remember, the long treasury is at five, four. If you do a present value on you know cash flows going out, you're going to find that the cash flow of next year matters about four percent to the value, and yet these stocks are down twenty, you know, sometimes thirty percent or more. Um, you got to look beyond the systems now are uh, in place to cause these recessions to be short. Information gets out there, things adjust, the invisible hand, et cetera. Anyway, well, you I see you're going to talk about some product companies and some manufacturing Am companies. Am I? And I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Let me... There's been massive consolidation over the last ten years as well. So these are uh, these are more valuable in some kind of absolute. Well, they're the best of the best. If right. you weren't the best in a world class way, you were out of business. If you were a t- machine tool company in Cleveland that uh, was, you know, the top of the world in the 1950, there you're adios. Tool companies in right. Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. Now there one time there were. So the ones that are left are the best of the best, and so uh, when they get cheap and they continue to earn good returns, you got to wait in. Let's, uh, I'm going to get right to it here, people. We've, we've already taken too much of your time. I apologize. Crane, ticker CR. This is on page. No, wait a minute. I'm going to go page order. Sorry. Put the crane back. I go page order every week. It's just to help you, the listener. And, uh, you know, it gives us a little organization. I tried it. It was way too complicated. It's too complicated for some, but... I'd say forge ahead if you have any inclination to go in page order. First up, Wabtec, ticker, W-A-B, page 1377. Wabtec, okay. It sounds like it's, you know, off the uh, Looney Tunes. It isn't. Um, It's a provider of equipment and service for the global rail industry, and Wab stands for Westinghouse Airbrake. Vern, that's that's my stock. Westinghouse Airbrake. Now, this company is using technology that was invented, if I can read the small print here, in uh, 1850 or something like that by uh, George Westinghouse. And he went on to do other things, and you see his name around on other other things in your household. Yeah, they brought it he got back, into some actually. electricity yeah, type of thing. <clears throat> but they make airbrakes, and... Uh, they do it very well. They have a giant market share, like, you know, 100%, which is great. Rail's gaining share. And then also, um, you know, the whole rail industry is putting more money into rail for the first time in 100 years, or certainly in 50 since the truck came out, that new invention uh, when the interstate got invented. And rail lost share for 50 years. Rail's back. Fuel costs are forcing trucks to, uh, you know, charge more, and rail's gaining share. They're also getting better at service, so that's great for rail. And they're putting money into things like brakes, thank goodness, right? Officers and directors own 7%, and uh, so something good is going on here. 30% of their business is in transit vehicles, buses, subways, the things that all the governments that have uh, a lot of money right now are putting into infrastructure and mass uh, transit and things like that. Uh, in 07, the company had a uh, revenue growth of, I think, 20%. Earnings were up 25%. And yet the stock's off because, obviously, people are worried about a recession. It's 13 times earnings uh, right now. That's trailing forward. It's, what do we got here, uh, 250 next year. So, uh, 
No, that is a forward number, 13 times. If you look at cash flow, 320 a share, uh, it's about uh, five times that number. No, less than that, four times. And if I subtract out CapEx, it's 50 cents a share. I'm at 270, and that's about five times. So uh, you can look at this a lot of ways. If I look at the operating uh, margin here times revenues, that gives me some sort of EBITDA number. I can calculate the enterprise value here with the, uh, the Givy on the left, the market cap. You can add the total debt, subtract out the, you know, the cash. Seven times EBITDA, that's 14% cash on cash return in my book. And even Value Line says you're going to have earnings growth here of 18% over the next five years. That's just railroads finally putting money into brakes. And, again, thank God they're doing that. I do. I want my railroad to stop when it needs to. Uh, also, this transit business is ramping up. So I just, you know, go and read it. It's cheap. It's very well uh, capitalized, 24% debt to cap, a lot of cash, I think 3 bucks a share on the balance sheet. Not No yield here. They're putting all the money into things like uh, you know, new technology and uh, factories. So uh, take a look at that, Wabtech, ticker WAB. Uh, here's, another, here's one that's, uh, I think, a little, a little bold, uh, given where we are on the precipice of something, the abyss out there. Uh, everyone's scared. It's sort of unwinding. There's been some important news that you should take note of that's slowly happening. Uh, Henry Paulson is slowly going out and telling people they have to not reset mortgages in order to stay a bank, so that's good. And recently, Freddie and Fannie Mae, that buy and sell mortgages out there, have been uh, quietly increasing their borrowing limits and uh, credit limits. Now you have Senator Dodd out there floating the idea that they should be buying bigger mortgages. And so what you see is the government's corralling to protect all these mortgages from going bankrupt. And... uh, that means that you know we're not going to be falling into the abyss. But anyone that has anything to do with housing right now is having a lot of trouble, and Crane is really no exception. Um, I'm attracted to their multiple. It's 11 times earnings. It's uh, about eight times uh, gross cash flow and maybe 10 times free cash flow. Well, it's a housing they are a diversified manufacturer and distributor of products for construction, aerospace, defense, and other industries, which I don't know exactly what other is. They manufacture uh, cranes, hence the name, I guess. That makes sense. Industrial pumps, valves, and other fluid control devices, vending machines, fiberglass reinforced panels, aircraft brake systems. And so they're pretty well diversified. Value Line has a little chart down here in the bottom right showing, you know. They brake- don't make cranes. They make stuff under the brand name, but. Well, it just says crane manufacturers here. You may have some private knowledge that I'm sure our listeners appreciate. I do, but I'm just, you know, maybe they uh, sub sub brand or something. Well, I've owned this before. Okay. Um, well diversified. That would be my uh, summary there. Mm-hmm. They've been buying a little bit of stock this year. They don't do it every year. I wouldn't count on that. Their operating margin has been consistently in the teens forever. They're doing something right to get that type of pricing in what's a globally competitive market. And their returns on capital mm-hmm. are no, mid-teens. Actually, actually, I think ceramic plumbing fixtures are kind of a local market. Well, why do they? to ship at great distances without uh, unacceptable breakage. Okay, so they're winning the global war because they have an advantage in transportation. Yeah, I guess. That's my point. Okay, yeah, whatever it is right. they have, they're winning. Okay. I don't know. They're getting yeah, but a, I'm, I'm, they're getting a margin. Some exposure that you may not realize how big it is. I certainly may not. My goal is to know as little as possible about right. this and get the heck out of here. And I mean, yeah, I got okay. things to be doing, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to just give the listeners okay, a stop. little bit here. I'll stop. I'll no, stop. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind. 
Uh, I just I don't know that much about this thing. Uh, tax rates going down, so you want to be aware of that. That doesn't affect the cash flow numbers, at least oh, the ones we're talking 17. about. They do. That was uh, that was what I was talking about. They have uh, a nice diversified portfolio here, and it's eleven times earnings. You know, they got a chunk of cash, twenty nine percent debt to cap, and I think. You know, the theme on this one, I like to have a theme because otherwise, who knows? What are you doing? You can't buy these things unless you have Numbers. one sentence that explains what you're Why doing. You otherwise, there's thousands of these things. You've got to know what you're doing and believe in it. My theme on this is infrastructure is right, gaining share around the world, and that's going to require pumps and uh, all the stuff they do here. Uh, Fiberglass reinforced panels, <laughs> brakes, whatever. A lot of people. It are doesn't need to say that here. In Bert. the future, it doesn't say that there here. There will be more people. And also, in more they than have a. Um, let's keep this a clean show. Okay. They have uh, a big piece of uh, some defense business, and that's going to be gaining share. There's some confusion in the market about this one. The stock's down on what appeared to be, evidently, a big loss, but it was a non-recurring addition to reserves for. Uh, liability from asbestos. Well, we know that you know oh, the asbestos good. the asbestos cases are uh, are all going away due to uh, fraudulent uh, cases and and all that. If you just Google that up, so that's not going to be a big deal. And it looks like they've got a consistent share gain going on in most of their businesses. Uh, Gamco owns it. That's Gabelli. He's a reasonably smart man for thirty mm -hmm. years. Uh, officers and directors on this one own six and a half percent. That's comforting again. So, you know, this is one I take a look at. Crane, CR, page 1388. And then finally, this is one, and I'm having trouble mustering a lot of energy. It's very late at night. And uh, I'm just having a snack because I can barely stay awake here. And I, you know, we do the show every you week. You all know how that is. But it's hard. It's hard to get out here. Okay, Myers Industries will be my last one. Ticker MYE. Page 1402. Excuse me one moment. We have plenty of time. Ah, Vern's making the drinks. I must say we're we're in the basement of the cabin. Those of you who have listened to the show for a while, you know Vern keeps a cabin. We occasionally get over there. And you know what? No wives. You know what I'm saying? So we're just out here, and they don't, you know, our identities are known to our wives, but this show gives you a lot of leeway. You know what I'm saying? But we're we at do. the cabin. We do like to wear masks right. sometimes. Well, I don't. Keep I it don't. interesting. But um, I'm edit completely editing that out. Vern sometimes gets completely out of hand up here at the cabin. <laughs> i got to tell you that. All right, let me get uh, to Myers Industries, M-Y-E. I've talked about this before because it's got this really interesting little story. Mary Myers owns 11% of the stock. That's I just the love that. Part. Well, and then Stephen Myers owns eight and a half. So I'm just picturing this, you know, cute couple. They love each other. Oh, I bet and it's they, a son, uh, probably mom. Listen, can you not ruin my boy. story and my probably dream? Steve the mama's boy. Can you just? <laughs> can you not ruin my story and my dream? Come on. So Mary and this Steve, is, you make they apple founded this little summer? company, and it's doing well. They're, ge billion they're so happy to be generating such a fine return and on capital together. And they have a dog. All right, listen. Let me get back What's to my story. What's the dog's story. name? Here's, I don't know. Back to reality. Myers has dropped a lot recently. Let me get to the quick. Goldman Sachs said that Myers Industries was worth $22.50 a share, and we all know. 
how incredibly smart Goldman Sachs is, and I'm only half kidding because they are smart. You know, I couldn't get a job there. Are you talking about Goldman sell side or or private equity? Listen, it doesn't matter, my friend. I'm saying, oh, which side isn't the smart ones? I'm saying they're smart. Their estimate of value would have different motivations. If they're buying a company, then I'll put a lot of credence behind their estimate of value. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll read Vern's editorial on that in his blog that he doesn't put up. But in any case, what I'm saying is Myers was offered $22.50 a share by Goldman Sachs, okay, by someone equity. there. I guess the dumb side of Goldman private Sachs, equity. the stupid Not ones. The part that's come on, my friend. To, These are you know, good people. They're certainly value. smarter than you and I, so let's give them a hand. So maybe they were off a little. Anyway, the stock's at 11. Spoon, <clears throat> you know. 11. 11. League. Whatever. Listen, if you'd had the grades, you'd have gone. That's Mama what I'm saying. Slept with her Listen. Oh, my God. We're losing listeners of <laughs> the trolls right now. Can you try to pay attention to Myers Industries? This company was offered twenty two fifty to eleven. This a company that makes plastic. Can I get on with my freaking story? What do they make? I, Who are they? I, well, if you'd stop talking, I'd have a chance to finish my story here. You know what? The t- clock is ticking away, and you're not going to have a chance to do your story now. Myers, let me get to the value here. Two dollars a share in cash flow. They spend fifty five cents on capex. That's a buck fifty in what I call free cash flow value line style. You know what I mean? It's not perfect, but it's a good estimate. That's a buck fifty. The stock's at eleven ninety. So what's that? That's eight times. That's twelve percent return on my cash. Plus, even value line thinks earnings are going to grow fifteen percent. So quick rule of thumb: cash flow yield plus growth is return. That's twenty five percent. Now that you get a little bit of a yield here, two percent, and I'm not counting on that. What I'm counting on is this stock probably really is worth 22. Here's the funny math. If this stock gets to 22, any time in the next five years, that's a 15% return. Long Almost. treasuries are at 4%. Do the math. 15 times minus 4 is, is how much a is double it? 11. Five years is 15 And it's compounded. a huge premium over what you can get at the bank. It doesn't have to go back to 22 next week or next year. Or, oh, no, private equity doesn't have any money. Well, banks are in the business of making money. They're going to get back in the business of making money as soon as Henry Paulson and all his team do their magic work. And Myers Industries is going to go back to 2250 And then these Goldman guys are going to be laughing at Vern Valley. There is, there is no anyway, that's all I have. explicit or implied warranty all right. of any stock's performance talked about only. on Listen, this show. This is the real... Time. Deal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and now, uh, beverage break. goes back to 22. Turning beverage it over break. to Vern Value here. And good luck to you, Vern. Oh, is it my turn? Yes, it is. To try to wake up a little. Please do. Oh. I wish you would have been even more sleepy. Were you actually doing? Uh, you, I, I just had to fend you off from interrupting me, so maybe that was interesting. My first stock, I didn't think I'd ever talk about this stock on the Value Guys, but... Um, I think maybe finally, with the stock down 30% from where it what uh, was created in the breakup of the original Tyco International, is Tyco International, symbol TYC, which now no longer has Tyco Healthcare, which was renamed Covidian, or Tyco Electronics, which trades publicly under that name. So it is ADT is a little over forty percent of the company. So it's security services, right? It's subscription yeah. business, right? Very high return. Yeah. yeah. Fire protection services nineteen percent. 
1941, 60% of it is this service business, which I think at the margin has better than GDP growth. Did you mention the valuation or why we're talking about it? I'm talking about what the business is first. But maybe people want a cheap stock, do they? Oh, well, we all only talk about expensive ones on the right. value guys. I, that's what I was You're thinking. You're just trying to interrupt me and create I just was curious. I'm just trying to get Flow to control, the 20%. That's pumps that he was talking about earlier, whoever he is. Just Safety products, 9%. Another, um, not, not recession-proof, but certainly uh, not terribly sensitive to uh, corporate profits. Safety products, 9%. Uh, electrical, I, you know, so it's diversified, but it has a nice foundation. Uh, return on capital, they're only showing around 6%, okay? But as I look at it closely, it looks overcapitalized to me. That's uh, how Myers is. <clears throat> the uh, the PE is about 15 recently. Value line showing a price at 35.5. Now, I just checked. It's up to 37.30. They just raised guidance since Value Line printed this page. They came out with a forecast for next year that's up like a nickel, a couple percent. <clears throat> Excuse me, and the stock is up, I guess, six or eight percent, yet still down twenty-five to thirty percent. Like I said, from uh, where it was created as a public company in the middle of last year. Okay, overcapitalized, I think, accounts mostly for the low return on capital because operating margins are in the fifteen percent range, and they've got a big service business component. And if you look at cash flow and uh, the capex necessary to support it, value line showing four and a quarter in 07 for cash flow, capital spending only a dollar thirty-five, so about three dollars in free cash flow. I'll remind you the stock recently thirty-seven. They're looking at next year 08, gross cash flow five dollars a share, only a dollar and a half capex to support that. In other words, free cash flow at three fifty a share compared with earnings at two fifty. Seems very cheap. That's 10 to 11 times free cash flow. Uh, I think this looks very interesting. Um, the, the value, the earnings here in what? The 2 to 2.5 two range. They've got a uh, some kind of a restructuring going on that's supposed to generate $200 million in cumulative savings by 2009. I calculate that that's worth about $0.30 cents all by itself. And because, the, the, uh, because it's, uh, uh, in effect, you know, book value heavy, if you will. There's not a lot of debt here, so certainly not net debt, uh, maybe a little under $3 billion. I've got an enterprise value around uh, 19 and uh, valuation under 8 times EBITDA. So uh, a lot to like about the new Tyco at these kind of price levels, I think, for the first time. Get to talk Are about those the managers that have always been there? No, no, no. I, no, remember Kozlowski went to jail right, over... Right, but maybe uh, these were some division guys or something. That's what no, I, mean. I think there's been a pretty wholesale house cleaning of uh, people, you know, in the senior at the senior levels. But I, I, I don't know. And that's why we you tell everybody that some we may of their know nothing guy. about what we're talking about. So. I know very well. Uh, buyer beware. Buyer beware. I, in fact, I'm not encouraging well, we you to be a buyer. Well, we just know what's in value line. We're just talking about stock ideas. Um, the next name I want to talk about is a name that I think I talked about the last time it came up in value lines rotation. Um, and the stock is down 20% off its high. I'm thinking maybe down about 10% from where we talked about it. KDON, simple KDN, uh, recently around $43. P.E. of 17, a little bit of a premium to the market, pays a little bit of yield. Um, stock down, uh, as I said, about 20% off its highs. 
but this is a uh, this company has an unusual financial profile for an industrial business. Now listen to the description here: that custom-engineered metal products for aerospace, construction, defense, electronic material handling, marine, medical, and other uh, products include bearings, filtration, rings, seals, video and data multiplexers, machine tool components, presses, and dies. Does that sound like a really high return business? I, operating margins, best of the best. Operating margins exceeding thirty percent. They're the best. Return on capital in the low teens. It's a productivity uh, tool. People don't care what they pay. Uh, international thirty-two percent of total. One of the things I like here, <clears throat> excuse me, is that uh, they have a, a very specific secular story, and that's uh, they make a uh, they have capacity for a critical and are adding capacity for a critical type of bearing that's used in wind turbines. So they're a be- beneficiary of all this money that's being thrown at the development of wind energy globally. Uh, I was interested to see the insider decision table. Uh, there were some sellers uh, last summer. The last three transactions are buys, including two in the most recent month they're showing, which is November. Um, I get a, I, I, I'm looking at 11 to 12 times gross cash flow, but I look again, look carefully um, in 2004. Cash flow dollar eighty eight, cap spending forty four cents. So I got a dollar forty four free cash flow earnings per share dollar twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Cash flow the following year two twenty four minus forty five cents about a dollar eighty, against a dollar sixty of earnings. It goes on and on like that year after year after year. Their free cash flow is a little bit above the earnings per share number. So the PE doesn't really fully capture the value here. It's very high return business with nice growth drivers, not just in this wind power business, but other business as well. The reason I like the wind power thing is that a lot of the stuff that Kadon makes is very small. You can hold it in the palm of your hand, but these bearings for wind turbines are huge. So the units there create a lot of revenue relative to the other products that Kadon makes. And so there's a reasonable chance that if they manage the, the cycle right and if uh, more and more capital gets thrown at this as one of the few uh, um, nearly economic alternative uh, energy sources uh, that this thing could get a lot bigger in a real uh, a real hurry and uh, their margins been going make it look cheap here. Uh, they uh, they were in the uh, low 30s at the peak of the last business cycle 97 98 they bottomed in the 21 22 range during the recession they're back in the low 30s again those now. are great numbers some of these old line industrial companies have you know, taking well, lessons from really marketing is, uh, science and learning how to price. That's what a I'm lot of institutional investors know this name and don't even well, know what they make. Just pricing is coming to the forefront of some of these old line companies that were cost plus pricers. They're now figuring out they have something rare. Well, especially if they were uh, if they were companies that invested early in uh, things that were quite small and had a long lead time, a long uh, um, gestation period, like wind power has turned out to have. But they've got a huge jump on the rest of the world in terms mm. of technology, and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of proprietary know-how in these businesses that isn't patented, and it's very difficult to write down on a piece of paper what it means. But it might be the difference between uh, a competitive yield from your production process and one that isn't. So, anyway, uh, Kdon, KDN, very high quality. Take a look at it. And uh, my last one is my buyout idea, um, and not necessarily because it's super cheap, but um, hear me out. This is Teleflex. Um, which typically I haven't been able to uh, ever talk about. I've looked at it many times when it's come through. Always look, excuse me, too expensive, but it's down more than a third from its highs, under 57 recently. The symbol is TFX. Value line rates at a 5 as of 
this issue. Okay, so they just downgraded to their basically their sell rating. Um, I'm showing a yield of 2.2% at $59, so yields even up a little bit because the stock's down more. And this is one of these transformation stories where they've been selling things uh, in trying to change the uh, profile of the business. And if you look at their earnings per share performance anyway as a proxy for growth between 98.99 and 2004, so over a five, six-year period of time, uh, you know, they got a cumulative improvement earnings of like 25% or something. So they went through a long period going nowhere. Um, earnings have grown some since 2004. Uh, they're trying to extend that, I think, is what's going on here. Um, and uh, I'm not sure exactly what all they've sold, but part of it went to an automotive parts business. So I'm going to guess it was an automotive parts business they sold. They talk about their uh, commercial segment being smaller. Value line showing 47% of sales, 27% of earnings. I have, I cheated a little bit. I was on Yahoo earlier taking a look at this and because um, they just had some kind of a call and lowered expectations and talked about this transformation. And that part of the company now is 20% of revenue and 10% of earnings. And their medical products business, which is invasive, reusable, and disposable devices and surgical instruments, is now 60% of revenue, 75% of earnings. Hmm. So for all practical purposes, it's a uh, medical products company that has a small business servicing industrial gas turbine engines, providing some niche aerospace products that are uh, specifically used in uh, cargo systems, I think, and where they've... Uh, been winning uh, every new platform that comes out, like the new Boeing, the new Airbus, et cetera. So they've kind of they, they, these other businesses are small relative to the medical thing, but they've gotten rid of everything that isn't number one and growing. Hmm. So they've got a very interesting change in portfolio here. Value Line's talking about 10% earnings growth, 14% book value, 7.5% cash flow through 2010 or 12. I think these numbers are too low. Um, I think the return on capital is going to come up a lot faster than Value Line's talking about because these high margin businesses that will throw off a lot of cash, Value Line's talking about more than six dollars in cash flow with only, <clears throat> excuse me, a dollar and a half of capital spending. So call it four fifty in free cash flow with this fifty seven dollars stock price, but that can grow. I've got a um, very well capitalized balance sheet, total debt. Uh, five uh, five hundred thirty six million in their debt table, but in their long term table they show two point three billion. That's because of their most recent acquisition. I checked that; that is the right number. So if I do a modified enterprise value here, I've got about eleven times. So it's not cheap, okay? But it looks like they can pay back at least three hundred million a year in debt, with only thirty nine forty million shares outstanding. That's about seven dollars a share in. Uh, uh, in repaid debt that converts to equity if I can maintain my enterprise value. Now, I don't think you can hold an 11, so maybe I have to pay debt back for a year and I don't get any of the benefit just from the pay down in my valuation. But eventually, the equity value is going to start to rise rapidly on the back of the deleveraging here. And I think a buyer looking at this business, okay, which does 40% uh, of its business in the U.S., 60% overseas, but is valued in dollars, which are down, what, 25% versus the euro in the last 12 months. Oh, at um, least. This company is on sale 
for an aggressive foreign manufacturer would get good diversification in terms of geography. Everything's not on sale. betting too much on the U.S. Get a high growth medical products business, much more of a pure play kind of thing than it used to be. The remaining assets, because Teleflex has already cleaned out the portfolio, that means that what's left, if you don't want to keep it, they're more saleable. And I'm going to bet you that you can get, you know, at least this, you know, nine or ten times. Be patient, give them a couple years, but you can probably sell them at multiples that are higher than. Well, what demographics the value are going to be at their back on that one. That sounds interesting. Right. I'd so, heard of that. Uh, take a look at uh, that's TFX. And uh, we're a little bit over time, so I guess uh, I'll say that if I have a favorite idea this week, what is it? Is it Tyco? Is it Kdot? Man, I like all of these. Uh, Teleflex. I'm going to say Tyco, T-Y-C, is probably the uh, best combination of uh, value and recession resistance. Uh, price. You know, it's, a, it, it's got the right kind of multiples of cash flow. T-Y-C, what do you like? Oh, thank goodness. End of the show. Wabtech, W-A-B. Thanks, everybody. Okay. We'll see you next week.